This is Moments of Hope brought to you by the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica. I am your host, Marja Elaine Francis, welcoming you to the program. Good morning. Now, most women look forward to having a child. For some, it's a joyous journey to motherhood, while for others, it's somewhat complicated. The scripture states that when a woman gives birth, yes, she has pain because her time has come. But when the child is born, she no longer remembers her distress because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. I have a guest today who she has had quite a journey during her pregnancy and getting to that stage of having what she calls her miracle baby. My guest today is Dr. Tajmari Unter, a mom, project director, and adjunct professor, a member of the Worship and Faith International Fellowship Florida. Today, she will share with us her journey, her miracle journey to motherhood. Yes, she'll be with us this and next week. You cannot afford to miss any of it. Tajmari Hunter, welcome. Marja, thank you so much for this opportunity. I am so excited uh, to be here. And I'm excited for you to share your journey with our listeners. Now, we're going to get right into it. We want to hear a little about you personally, then we get into that part where you tell us about the journey. Who is Taj Marie Hunter? Well, I am a believer. I am a child of God. I love the Lord with all my heart and I am married to Adane Hunter, and we have uh, two girls. Uh, I have one daughter by birth, and I have a bonus daughter, Ariel and Adriel. And as you stated before, I attend the Worship and Faith International Fellowship, Fort Lauderdale, and my uh, bishop, Bishop Courtney McLean, and First Lady Nadine McLean, that's the founder and co-founder, and my campus pastor is Reverend Kimola Brownlow. Ah, oh, so you are now living in the U.S. Yes, but she's a yeah. Jam- Jamaican. I don't know why yeah. she's not telling us that she's a Jamaican. <laughs> I am okay. If you wanted to, if you want me to talk about my upbringing, I will. I lived between because my parents was divorced. I live um, in St. Catherine and Patrick City, so I would visit both every now and again. And I think just almost eight years ago, I used to travel back and forth to the United States. And just eight years ago, I decided to make it my home. So I just recently migrated to the U.S. Ah, good. Thank you for that. Now, you you mentioned no married. How long have you been married? Well, I am married for one year and nine months. One year and nine months. So August the 1st, I will be celebrating my two-year anniversary. (laughs) Awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. (laughs) Now, Taj... I am just so excited to get into the part about the motherhood journey. I know you're married one year, nine months. You mentioned having two daughters, one by birth. Yes, I, you would have gotten married on the premise that you decided that you wanted to wait on God before having your child, before getting into marriage. How important was this for you? 
Well, Marja, I saw there was a generational pattern in my family wherein um, many of my siblings and my aunties and uncles, they were born out of wedlock. And I also was conceived out of wedlock. And so, you know, my bishop was doing a, 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 a teaching on generational curses and patterns. And when I started to kind of examine my life, that is how I realized that that was happening. We knew it because um, from a social work perspective, as you will know, we knew it from that perspective. But then just to hear the teaching and the spiritual um consequences of that I purposed in my heart that it would be my point of duty because I desire a family that I would wait first to be married and then I wanted to have my child in the confines of marriage and to God be the glory Marshall I can say that out of all my siblings I was the last to have a child and I did have my child in the confines of marriage now that's commendable what was the process like for you touch because I know we're in church the thing is when are you getting married what's happening what was the waiting period like for you well Marja you know you know as a woman um if it is that you uh think about I am 35 now and if it is that you you think about it Adriel is gonna be one in June I would have had the child at an age where society may say it's too old. And um, for me, I, I did not, uh, at, at, at times I would be on and off. Sometimes I was strong, sometimes I was weak. What do I mean by that? Because sometimes, you know, family and, and, and friends will be, will be uh, getting in your ear. You know, sometimes you also, you know, you may only be the single one, you know, because of the age and stage that we're at now. You know, our friends yes. are getting married or they're having kids. So sometimes they're in that environment as well and, and you're faced with that. So, you know, there's, a, there's pressures from left, right and center or, you know, as I said, I was the last to, to have a child and, you know, my family's like, what's going on, Taj, you know, and stuff. But, you know, Marja, what I have learned in my faith and I, what I was comforted by is that we should wait on the Lord and his timing is the right timing. And even when we have these pressures that I have a relationship with the Lord, that I'm so honest with God when it is that it comes become too great or overwhelming that I will share my heart with him. And then after that, he comforts me. He comforts he certainly does can yeah. you can you recall what what your answers were for persons who were putting the pressure on well marja i would say that they should wait on the lord and be of good courage and strength um in your waiting, if it is that you do so and you rest in the arms of God, therein you will find strength. Um, also, you, you should remember the word of God over your life. You first must go to God and ask him, God, what it is that you want for my life? What it is that you want for Marja's life? What it is that you want for Taj's life? And when it is that you know what God has said concerning you, no matter what, even sometimes when the humanness takes over, then you get into that supernatural realm and to say, I remember what God has spoken over my life and that is what I'm gonna rest in the knowledge and in the facts and that and therein I will be comforted. That, that's some encouragement there for yeah. women and men, yeah, in yeah. the church. When when you oh yes, they do. Like you don't yeah. see that girl over there. What's happening? Your age is 
getting off the calendar, yeah. you know? <laughs> so that's some encouragement there for men and women. If yeah. you are under pressure, you feel like your age is getting off the calendar and yeah. hey, there's the pressure of doing something, Taj is saying, remember the word of God over your life and take courage that if God says it, yeah, we will do it. No doubt about that. Now, Taj, you speak about, you know, just how you would have gone through the whole process yourself and you have encouragement for women and men. I would love to hear from you. What would you say to those who are putting on the pressure on others? Well, I would say to, um, to not do that uh, because you may not know the strength of a person. Um, for me, my faith kept me grounded. But Marja, you have heard time and time again where um, when persons are pushed and placed in, um, put in places, sorry, where, you know, their vulnerability takes over and they're not able to be that strong or to, to kind of um, take that word and to cancel it or to, you know, to acknowledge that, okay, this is the reality and just, you know, cry out to God. They may not have those systems of support. Um, that's not nice. And um, some persons may engage in negative behaviors. You may push somebody to do something that, you know, you may end up regretting if it is that you you heard that you were the cause of that. And so, you know, we just have to not do that. We have to extend love and to just be okay with where people are at. Um, because truth be told, uh, Marjo, uh, persons put on pressure on, on everyone. And, and, and yes. that's why it's important that you don't follow people because there's always going to be a next level that someone is going to, to say, okay, then what next? Or there's going to be an expectation that they're going to put on you. And that's why we have to, to, to live our lives in such a way that we are God pleasers and not men pleasers. Because if you think about it and if you follow people, then they will never be satisfied, Marja. I have I've experienced it. When are you going to get married? Okay, now that I got married, okay, in the next breath, when are you going to have a child? You see what I'm saying? Yes. So every next level, there's always something and there's always someone that's going to say something, but you have to have that, that support, whether by your faith or those friends who could, could guard you at the end of the day. I, I like that you said, be God pleasers, know yeah. what God wants for you and hold on to the promises of God. Because yeah. the truth is, as long as we're around persons, they're always going to say something at each stage, but you have yeah. to know who you are and be firm in your belief. And for those who do it, minimize it. Yes. 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 Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I know some of them mean well, especially the yeah. family members, they mean well, but you know, yeah. it's the guard how they say it, right? Right, yes. And to and to have wisdom, you know, because again, as we always hear it, when you're in the in the position, now those words mean much. You know, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. <laughs> Certainly. My guest today is Dr. Tajmari Hunter, a mom, project director, and adjunct professor and a member of the Worship and Faith International Fellowship. And she has been sharing her journey to motherhood with us. Of course, we had to learn a little more about her before we got to that part of the baby part. 
No, Taj, you received a prophecy that you would give birth to a daughter, but that did not happen in a year, right? What made you still believe this would happen, although you did not see the prophecy come to pass right after you heard it? Well, Marja, it's a three-part, and um, when I say it, then you will understand why, because uh, the reason why I said that is that God hand was in it all the way. Um, so my personal desire, I always, from as a young girl, always dreamt of marrying and having a family. That was something that I've wanted. I love kids. And if it was up to me, if I could afford it, I would have a lot of kids. <laughs> but for the reason, you had to stay one or two. Right. But, um, you know, Maja, that's always been my heart and desire to have a child. And I remember when um, we had a leadership a site visit to a church. And after we were finishing the evangelist, uh, he was also the tour, the tour guide, um, because that was the church that he was belong he belonged to. He called me out of the group and he said that I see you with a beautiful baby girl. And Marja, I I started, I was, I was crying, like as would I say in a Jamaica, I'm a bust out bawling, um, crocodile tears, because um here it was that, you know, I was at a place in my life where I was just assessing some things, looking at my life, looking at the things that I've accomplished. And this was something that I wanted to do, wanted to get married. I wasn't married at the time. And I, you know, wanted to have a family. And so when he said it, it was like a confirmation that God still remembered me, you yes. know, because this, I didn't talk to this man. And so I know that was from divine revelation. And that's why I was overcome with emotions. Another thing was that again, couple of almost a year after, um, I was in a prayer meeting. We had an online prayer meeting. It was very few of us. And my pastor, um, Reverend Kimola Brown Law, um, she said, Taj, I saw the enemy trying to attack your womb. And when she said that, she said, Marja, I should um, go into a birthing position. And Marja, I don't have a child. I didn't have a child before. And my, my siblings, my niece and my nephew, they're way older um, than I am. So it's like there is a gap. My point is that I don't know anything about childbirth and all of that. So when she was saying, Taj, go into that position, I thought I looked stupid. But Marjo, I, she said I was to push and literally, if I remember it now, it's like I was in a birthing room, the evangelists, the deacons were surrounding, around, surrounding me and they had the, their hands on my tummy and it's like I was pushing. Um, I did not know the extent of it, Marja, but a pastor's husband did a recording and it was fast forward, I'm going ahead of myself, but when I was pregnant, he showed me the the, the video and that's when I, I actually looked like I was in a labor room. I at, at that point I didn't know it, but then now that I'm watching the video, that that happened. So my point is Marja, that night Adriel was born in the spiritual realm. And then another time, fast forward a couple of months after um my bishop, Courtney McLean, he was on, um, it was, we were doing Zoom at the time and he, he called out my husband and he said, um, there's, there's an attack that's coming um, to you and your family, um, to my husband, he called his name. And he said that, um, don't worry, God is gonna give you the grace. So Marjo, there, it was literally three times and that's why we know what we were up against because we knew 
what we were coming up against based on, I told you, my heart wanting to break generational curse, wanting yes. to a new, new. So the, the enemy wouldn't be happy about that. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And so I, I, my point is that because of the word of God that was spoken, the prophecy and, and pastor told me that this was happening and then we canceled this. And then my, um, my, my husband getting that word again, and then Bishop consoled us by saying, don't worry, God gives us grace. That was the thing that caused me to held on, to hold on. And that was the word of God. It is not cliched, but I don't have any other thing but to say that it was the word of God that I was comforted on. And that was at the forefront of my mind. And I was determined that I was going to get the victory after this. Wow, you are determined you're going to get the victory. And, and listeners off air, when I, I, I spoke to Taj Marie about prophecy, she says, prophecies are possibilities. If God yeah. says it, <laughs> just, just say, say it for the listeners, Taj. If God yes. says it. Yes. As you said, Marja, that my bishop said it one time he was teaching. Uh, he said, prophecies are possibilities. What do you mean by that? It's, it's, it's just things that can happen, but for it to happen, it's dependent on you. What are you going to do? Are you going to pray? Are you going to fast? Are you going to sow until this thing comes to pass? So it's like the word is hovered over in the spiritual realm, but you have to grab it and bring it here on earth for it to manifest. Wow. You have to just do what you have to do. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you yeah. until you see that word manifest. Uh, Taj, there's so much more that we could talk about. And the next week, we're going to do some more as we, you take us through the actual journey from being pregnant to giving birth to that miracle baby girl. But I know chances are there's someone listening today, you know, and they may be wondering, I mean, I've gotten prophecies over my life. I've heard about miracles, but I've never seen any in my life. You know, you, Taj Marie, you would have experienced the miracle hand of God and prophecies being manifested over your life. As we close to this week, what word of encouragement do you have for persons who are trusting God for a miracle in their life? Well, I would say wait on the Lord and be of a good chair. Um, in your posture of waiting, you have to believe and to be resolute and keep this thing before you, whether you have to confess it, if you have to pray, if you have to ask for a community of believers who you know is going to intercede on your behalf for this thing to come to pass. And you have to sow as well, put a seed in the ground so that all these things, Marja, will be memorials for God that this my daughter, my son is desperate for my hand to, to come through in their life. And so I encourage someone to just trust in God. Marja, I was a doubting Thomas. I'm not going to lie. I'm very heady sometimes. And, and God has to chip out. He's slowly working on me to move from that. Because when it is that you're heady and logical, you can't work in the faith realm, you have to have a childlike faith. And I have a child and I'm seeing that come to pass and being played out daily, but we have to have that faith. And so you have to just trust God and believe that what he says, he is going to do it. Remember, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. What he says, that 
is what he's going to do, Marja. And God is not going to do things half a piece of, sometimes, maybe not, not but whatever he does is complete and it's good. All right. So I just encourage you to just hold on to God's unchanging hand. He's the same yesterday, forever. And if he can do it for me, if he can do it for Marja, he definitely can do it for you because God is no respecter of persons. Wow. God is no respecter of persons. Thank you so much for that, Taj. I know I said final thing, but I want for you to speak to the importance of having someone intercede. You mentioned having a person's intercede. How important is that for believers? Well, Marjo, there are times where human beings that our humanness is going to take over. And sometimes we're going to get weak. Sometimes we're going to be wary. And that's when, when we're weak and we're wary, that's when our defenses go down. And, and sometimes we leave spaces for the enemy to come in. And, and just as how the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf, sometimes it's important to not be prideful, but to say, Marja, you know, this is happening to me. Can you pray for me? Because when, when two or more are gathered and touching on anything that the Lord will do, you know, and so it is important that we have a community of believers that can pray us up, especially in times when we have no words, we're lost for words. And I, I, I truly, truly believe in the importance of community um, where that's concerned and the power of prayer. The importance of community and the power of prayer. And for those who are not so sure what we're talking about, intercession is really having persons pray on our behalf. I like that Taj says, don't be prideful. There are some things that we want to keep to ourselves, but there are some times that we just need help to ball out to God on our behalf. Thank you so much for that, Taj. I'll ask you to close in prayer for those listening today. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your blessings. I want to thank you for your grace and your mercy towards us. Lord God, for those listeners who are weary, who are tired, who are weak, Lord God, I ask that you undergird them with strength. Lord God, you said, wait, wait, I say, wait upon the Lord and be of good courage, almighty God. And I ask Heavenly Father for those persons right now who need a touch from you, who need a miracle, who need a breakthrough, mighty God. I intercede on their behalf and I ask Holy Spirit with your omnipotence, mighty God. I ask Heavenly Father that you show up and show out. I ask Heavenly Father that you break every chain. Lord God, I ask that you change hearts. I ask that you bring transformations to person's life, almighty God. Bring healing, deliverance, a miracle, whatever it is that these persons are believing you for, mighty God. I ask, Heavenly Father, as I stand in the gap, that you will do for them what only you can do. Lord God, I ask, Heavenly Father, that you restore their hope, mighty God. Give them a new sense of hope, mighty God. And Lord God, I ask that you increase their faith, Lord God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that as they cry out to you, Lord God, that you will hear and you will answer. So we thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do in these persons' lives and the transformation, almighty God, because these are the days that we have to take your word as the literal word. Lord God, you're still doing miracles. You are still awesome. You are still great. No matter what is going on in the world, almighty God, your hand never changed because you said in your word, you are the same yesterday and today 
and forever. And so, Lord God, we stand on your word. We stand in the fact of who you are towards us. And we know, Lord God, with you that nothing is impossible. So we thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do in our lives and what you're going to continue to do in our lives and in the lives of those who are listening today, mighty God. So we thank you for the testimonies that's going to come forth as a result of my sharing, as a result of this program, and for those who are listening today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. May I remind you, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica brings moments of hope to you every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Thanks to my guest, Dr. Tajmarie Hunter. Thanks to you, our listeners. If you need prayer counseling or further information, call the Missionary Church Association office at 924-1378 or WhatsApp 7910527. Also, link us on Facebook with your comments at Moment of Hope MCAG. I am Marja Elaine Francis. Regardless of what you encounter in life, there is hope. And there is power in prayer. Hebrews 11 verse 6 reminds us that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. I invite you to pray by yourself or join with a family member or a friend. And let us pray being mindful that God answers prayers. Tune in again next week for another moment of hope.